Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I'm here with Rock Felder. He is a CPA, entrepreneur, and co-founder of Squadcast, which we're recording on with right now. He and his team are on a mission to amplify collaboration, seeking to empower creatives to engage in meaningful conversations without barriers. Rock, thanks for being on the show. How are you? I'm great, Sean. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I'm excited too. I have been um, an early adopter of Squadcast going through all of the different audio recording equipment. And I think over just the last two years, I have been in awe, not dumbfounded, but in awe of how much additions you have added with, with video, Dolby Cast, upgrade, you know, sharing, everything. I think it's absolutely fantastic uploading, you know, to individual servers on each other's computers and then syncing those together. And I just looked at pod news um, a few weeks ago to devise these questions that were coming out because one, I didn't want to ask the same questions. And two, I wanted to ask something that was more towards particular to, for the Converge Coffee audience. And so obviously we have to start with an origin story since you, this is your first time being on here is, you know, why did you co-found Squadcast? Yeah. And, you know, thank you for your, your support. That's a huge part of why we're here. So that is uh a big deal. So thank you for that. Uh, so why did we start squad, uh, Squadcast? So uh, where I, I am a co-founder, so there's another uh, founder of the company, Zach, who's a friend of mine. We've known each other since high school. Um, so definitely the story is uh, would be incomplete without him. But uh, my role or where I come into play is, uh, again, we were high school friends, but I was um, working at an accounting firm. My background is in accounting and finance. Uh, may sound like a boring job to a lot of people, but and in some ways it it was. But then I also got exposed to like all these different kinds of businesses, different executives and founders, board members, and it really helped build up my business acumen, my confidence, but also made me start to have this itch to do something a little bit more entrepreneurial, more independent. And so, little did I know that Zach was going on his own similar journey. Just um, he went a different path as far as career goes. He's a software developer, uh, was working in the government at the time. Um, and one of these days, he randomly called me up. It was a, a Friday in October. I was um, driving from a client's location, so I had like a long two-hour drive. And uh, during that drive, he told me about this idea that he had for, for Squadcast, which was really the classic scratch-your-own-itch type of problem where he was trying to create a science fiction podcast with a bunch of his friends remotely. Uh, meeting in the same location, finding a studio was just not ideal or really realistic for any of them. And so Zach's idea was to, with software, create the virtual studio that would allow everybody to connect remotely, but still have uh, the ability to easily record in high quality. Uh, and really, when they were trying to create the podcast, it was just really fragmented on ways that you could record remotely at the time. So this was back in 2016. So not that long ago in like number of years, but in podcasting years, there's been a tremendous amount of growth and development and just this more, um, uh, just heading more towards being mainstream, which was something that even back in 2016, Zach and I were, were in agreement and alignment on that. Like this was inevitable that podcasting was only going to grow in popularity. We didn't understand why more and more folks weren't listening to podcasts, let alone aware or even knew what the term podcast meant back in 2016. That, that was a big deal, like 40%, maybe even more of U.S. Uh, population didn't even know what a podcast was, let alone that it was like at their fingertips through uh, a, like a podcast app. 
So again, that was inevitable to us. But then the other thing that I think made Squadcast really interesting to me was the remote collaboration part of it, that we were going to kind of um, lower the barrier to entry to record a show remotely because we just figured not everybody, there was going to be a lot of people that were in a similar situation as us. And Zach and I both also got exposed to working remotely at our previous jobs, which I think we were also had a um, you know good timing because we saw that as being another um, inevitable thing that's going to happen in the future. So I think us riding both of those waves, podcasting growth, but then also like remote work, remote collaboration, it just seemed uh, like a no brainer to me and just really easy to get excited about. And so um, I spent the first year and a half, well, actually two years still holding down our, our full-time jobs while building up the business of Squadcast on the side. And uh, yeah, once it got to about a hundred or so customers and the business started paying for itself, uh, Zach and I realized that, you know, we had hundreds of people depending on us for their shows. And we take that very seriously and decided it was time to go in uh, all in and full time, even though we weren't getting a salary at that time, we were just kind of survive and make it work. And uh, fortunately been having a lot of growth and momentum. And uh, you know, that's thanks to podcasting growing as well. Like it, it's, we've come a long way in a short amount of time. So I'm excited to be uh, where we are today. I love that. I love your focus in everything that you've done. Like you're very intentional um, in how to build out the product. You're very intentional in your emails. You're very intentional building community in a collaborative community, not just with recordings like this, but workshops, other things that podcasters can get involved in to help level up, um, level up interviewing, level up, you know, processes, making their lives easier that they can serve more people. And I think that's amazing what you've done in this, this space. Because now my next goes to my next question is, as you know, with all these new products and different companies that are producing like all in one products, individual products, everything, how do you differentiate Squadcast in the podcasting marketplace? Absolutely. So like I said earlier, the, the space was pretty fragmented when it came to options to record remotely. Most of the shows back when we first were starting Squadcast was uh, using either like Zoom or sometimes they would do like FaceTime calls and then they would uh, record themselves like on some other device. Um, so it was like a lot of pressure on the podcast host, but then also their guest. So uh, really a big way that we initially started to differentiate ourselves was build a solution that was for the purpose of recording content in high quality, whereas like something like Skype, which is a great tool, and, and now I would say most shows that are recorded remotely are using Zoom, which is similar to Skype. They're great tools for video chat and like, you know, having a lot of people in a, in a, in a, like a virtual meeting. They're not really built with the purpose of recording the audio and or video in the highest quality possible. And also the workflow is not really conducive to producing content. So that was our first differentiator. But once we got started working on Squadcast, we did discover uh, another competitor, a direct competitor, as we refer to them, Zencaster. And at first it did give us pause because we were like, okay, well, maybe this does exist. And we were just a little bit early, but now, uh, you know, now that Zencaster's on our radar, maybe this is, um, you know, what, what we could have used to, to create that science fiction podcast that really got Squadcast started. But once we started digging deeper and doing our homework, uh, we found that like, there was a sense of like authenticity and community and just like, really a passion for innovation that was missing. Like, you know, a lot of the initial things, I think the, the, the competition, the direct competitors got right at the time, but there was just like, there was no face, there was no 
they weren't a part of the community. And so that's one thing that we realized that became really obvious to us was just immersing ourselves within the podcast community. One of the beautiful things about the community is they're extremely welcoming because that was one of the things that was pretty uh, nerve wracking for us when we first started to introduce ourselves to podcasters was like, okay, we're kind of outsiders. Like I love the, I love to listen to podcasts. I'm a fan of the medium, but I wasn't a creator then. Uh, didn't even really know if I would be at the time, but I knew I was, a, I would, it, it was, would be a dream to like serve creators and uh, be a part of this emerging medium that I was such a, a fan of. Uh, but they welcomed us with open arms. And that's just one of the things about the podcast community that makes it unique and amazing. And so that's what we've been doing is just engaging with them every opportunity we get, whether it's at events like PodFest and Podcast Movement. We're very active in local meetups, specifically out here in the San Francisco Bay Area, but we go to ones in LA. We present at ones in like Texas, we're, wherever. Um, and so that's been a huge part and a core competency of what we're doing at Squadcast. And so that's why we have a, a wonderful community manager, Ariel Nissenblatt, continuing to further uh, that and just deepen those relationships. And then also, I think just our, our attitude to like how we engage with customers. Again, we're big on listening. We use the product all the time to meet with people, learn from them, and you know, really just try to get out of the way and, and make something that is really going to help them, like you said, level up. Like As proud as we are as the technology that we built with Squadcast, it's really just about facilitating a conversation to happen effortlessly so that the creator, whose real job is to create, which is a difficult job, so you don't have to worry about the tech as well. That's what Squadcast is here to do, and we take care of all that heavy lifting. Um, but I think what really differentiates us is our just our attitude and approach to like community. We're very authentic. Zach and I are podcasters now. We host a podcast called Between Two Mics, which is interviewing other podcasters who we see as pushing the medium forward and are doing really exciting and unique things. Um, and we're only continuing to do that. So that's, I think, a big deal and not something that seems to come natural for the competition. But we almost felt like we didn't have a choice. Like this is what uh, we're in the content creation space. We got to become content creators. So that's what we're doing. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Like you, you are doing what other your clients are doing, your customers are doing. And the other thing that you kind of pointed out a lot with building a community is you're listening to your customers. I mean, that's that's paramount. That is customer experience. A lot of companies who are struggling just to sell products, they're like, "Hey, let's just go to market. Let's just do this." As they have, they're they're building a lot of um, they're building a lot of sales initially, but they're churning mm -hmm. a lot of customers. And so this goes into my next question because it kind of facilitates the whole thing around Converge Coffee, especially around the core thing about customer experiences is mm -hmm. why are some things you, what are some things you constantly look at when you're delivering excellent customer experiences? You know, for example, is it nines and tens on the NPS scores if you do NPS or is it the lower, you know, scores? Like what are the things that you facilitate in order to, you know, start building things within the product? You start talking about things outwardly to say this we're listening to you we hear you we're doing this stuff on behalf of you absolutely so again that's been a, a core competency for for squadcast from day one has been listening and that's why uh we go to we're so active in the community going to different events uh building our own community that we call the squad squad pod so that we can continue to stay like in the streets for lack of a better term of what's going on at the ground level of podcasting what they're experiencing and I think what we're really looking for is like, I, I want them to feel like we're helping them be a better podcaster. Again, we totally understand how difficult the job of creating content that is 
you know, going to be build an audience and get them to come back uh, time and time again, but also consistently delivering that. That's um, what they expect and want, but also that's continues to be new and fresh. Like that's incredibly challenging. But if we get them to a point where they feel like Squadcast is helping them level up, which we do here, and it never gets old. I love hearing it all the time, and that's it's what we get excited about working and helping these folks, you know, realize their dreams. And I think one thing that might be really exciting is like a lot of podcasters will recommend Squadcast to each other, which is which is great. But like, you know, what if the guests were like, hey, we want to be interviewed on Squadcast because it's going to sound amazing and it's going to make us all look and sound great. And that helps with our credibility. That's going to help us be taken more seriously. That's going to help us compete on a quality level with, you know, some of these big media producers out here, which you know, is what we're doing. Like as independent creators, we are, you know, there's only so much time in the day to listen and watch content. And so whether we realize it or not, we are competing and quality is Squadcast way of helping creators uh, compete, just lowering that barrier. You mind sharing a story? I think this is, this is so no more questions, no more grilling questions here, but, you know, do you mind sharing the story of, you know, how this has snowballed you know, you know, if there's a particular story or a few stories in mind that you want to expound upon, uh, you know, your core competency of listening to your customers and what other people have recommended or anything. It could be the product updates. It could be, you know, a speaking event. You know, the floor is yours. Yeah, thank you. That's a great one. Um, so originally what we started doing, again, was like always listening, always finding ways to talk to people. Um you know, why are you signing up? Why did you cancel? What what could have been better? You know, what could make your experience better? Like that's something that we, um, you know, was really helpful in the early days, and something that we don't want to get out of touch with, even though we are scaling, so that becomes more challenging. Um, but we used to include in our product update like announcements, we would give credit to the the individuals that like tipped us off to this suggestion, just to kind of add them to the celebration, give them a moment of of, of spotlight and and to also encourage like, Hey, you know, keep doing this and we're listening. We, you know, you can get recognized for this stuff. Uh, but I think the biggest, uh, example of that for us is adding video recording to the platform, which wasn't intuitive to us at first. Again, we were somewhat outsiders, uh, when it came to being podcast creators, we were big fans of listening, but, uh, from our point of view, it was like, well, your podcasting is an audio medium. Like, why would you have a need for, for video? You know, that's like a, completely different beast from a production standpoint, but also from a post-production standpoint as well. And so it was like, we were, we were skeptical at first, I'll be honest, but it became overwhelmingly our most requested feature and um, was, and it makes sense. Like Squadcast has always had this video element for the conversation. That's one of the things that we felt like Skype and Zoom were doing good was that it was helpful to see each other. We, We thought it would be, just make for a better experience, help our customers build rapport and chemistry with their guests, which hopefully would turn out to be a, a great conversation to the listeners. But as you can imagine, folks were like, well, I love the high quality audio I'm getting from Squadcast. I could actually use the video as well. And so then again, that's where these questions started to uh, come out where it's like, okay, why, what, you know, what's the use case here? How is this beneficial to your show? And what we started to do to understand was that it was connecting to this larger industry um, trend that was happening where uh, more and more podcasters were looking to have a presence on YouTube. Uh, sometimes it was to just post the entire episode uh, similar to what like Joe Rogan was doing before the Spotify deal where you can get the whole podcast 
in a video um, format on YouTube, but then also similar to his show and what I see a lot of creators doing now is like using YouTube as like a way to chop up the interview into little clips and to have the video as just like a higher level as engagement. Um, because what's being, what we're figuring out is that um, YouTube is this like, well, it's the number two search engine uh, in the world. And it's like a how to search engine. And there's a lot of people on there that are like looking for content to consume, but they're not necessarily going to, they're not looking on like Spotify or Apple podcasts. So this is a great way for uh, your show to get discovered for an audience that's not really otherwise going to find you. And so really giving creators the ability to you know, spend that hour or two hours, however long their interviews are, 25 minutes, um, spending that time, but also having not just an audio format, but a video format to just expand their reach and be in more places. Another reason that we found that video recording was going to be valuable to our customers was Similar to to YouTube, but uh, using it on other social media apps like uh, Instagram or Twitter, and having some video content that's um, you know shown to be more engaging than um, audio content. And just as my you know personal consumption habits, I like the the clips version on uh, certain shows. Like Lex Friedman um, has an incredible show, and his podcast tends to be like three hour long interviews, which is frankly a little too long for me to listen to. But at least I get to pick the bits that I'm interested in um, and I can get introduced to uh, new folks and not have to like commit to this three hour podcast to still get something that I, I want from it. And oftentimes what happens is I start listening to two or three clips and I'm like, okay, it's time to listen to the whole thing. This is a guest that I, I want to you know, listen to more. Um, so we've just seen that be an effective strategy along with some other things. And so, uh, but then also got confirmed that like, Hey, we'd be willing to pay more for video recording as well. So things just started to line up where it's like, okay, this makes sense. Of course, it was like a huge technical undertaking for our software engineering team. So, you know, huge, you know, very grateful for Zach and the the, the rest of the team for for getting that on. That was the, the, the big thing that we were also uh, hesitant about was like, okay, you know, this seems like video recording is, is going to be beneficial to our customers, opportunity to, to make more money from it as well, which is, which is helpful. Uh, but then also it's like, but we have tens of thousands of customers recording on the platform weekly, daily, whatever. We can't rock the boat by adding this new feature, even though, you know, it seems like it's going to be a game changer for folks. So that was the big thing for us was, and what took a lot of uh, our development time in 2020 up until introducing and launching video recording early uh, in early 2021 was just making sure that the platform was going to be more or less consistent with what everybody expected because we already had this reputation of being uh, high quality, you know, very easy to use. So again, we didn't want to rock the boat. So really what was uh, pretty amazing to me, was like, even though it was an extremely um, big undertaking for, for our software team, um, it essentially works the same as it did before. It's just, instead of recording high quality audio files, it's recording uh, HD video files in addition to those audio files that are getting stitched in and really getting those to sync up so that when you were going to post-production that the audio and the video line up completely because that was a big fear. It was like, okay, you know, we don't want to add problems to the mix. We know editing post-production, that's like, can be extremely time-consuming. So the goal with us is that when you're done recording on Squadcast, you can take those clean audio and or video files and you're good to go import them to whatever editing software you have and just, you know, you can add value. You're not fixing 
I noticed that trend and you did a, you, the company did a very good job in announcing it. Like it wasn't jarring. It wasn't like, oh, like it was like, we listened to you. This is what we have. Here is an extra capability that you want if you want video. Hmm. And I thought that was a very, it was a very smart um, way to listen to your customers, but also introduce it to the customers that wanted it and the customers that didn't think they wanted it um, right. or they were just sticking to audio. And I, and I love that. I mean, I love that you're, you're the company is, is really listening to the customers and, and how it's just grown. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful product. It's, it's shown in, in with your passion, you know, and with the rest of the team's passion of just wanting to help other people. So, you know, enough about Squadcast, but this is more about the episode about, you know, what, you know, motivates you, Rock? You know, it's the about you section. So, you know, when you get up in the morning, or you know, why do you do what you do for work? Like, what is like kind of the first thing um, that goes through your mind in the sense that this is, this is my ultimate goal of what I, what I want to accomplish? Yeah, well, I, and also I just want to say thank you for that, those comments you said about the, the launch because, um, you know, although we totally understand the importance of marketing, it's not something that's like necessarily like uh, it comes natural to, to Zach and I. You know, our backgrounds are in different fields. So to get uh, that type of feedback from someone like you who is a little bit more experienced in that field means a tremendous amount because that's exactly the impression that we were, we were going for. Um, but, yeah, to get back to me, so really – I love creators. So being able to be a part of something that's helping creators level up their game, realize their dreams to be a professional creator is something that I've always uh, been, it's been like a magnet to me. I've been attracted to those kind of people. I think because I've never really viewed myself as a creative person or at least an artistic person. But what I have found is that like business is where, I get to express my creativity. That's what's uh, interesting to me. And there's an incredible amount of opportunities to express your creativity with business. It's just not in the forms that I used to think about, which is more like the artistic side. Um, and so for me, what's really interesting is like, I love being a part of a team environment. I love being part of like building something from the ground up and being a part of an exciting uh, space that's like emerging and growing and, it's it's just been really exciting, and, and I feel like I'm uh, dancing to work every day, which, uh, you know, even though my previous job, I wouldn't be here without it. Uh, unfortunately, that just wasn't the, the situation, and even though it was going to provide a good life, and by all accounts, I was already pretty successful, I just felt like something was missing. So being able to um, grow a team has been incredibly special for me, not because, like, I enjoy or get off on telling people what to do or delegating, but seeing people take like this thing that we built and then add their unique skills and expertise to it to make it something better than Zach and I could have ever have done just between the two of us. It's incredibly exciting. But then seeing that our product helps people put their voice or message out there in the world is also extremely powerful, helping people make these connections. When um, the pandemic first started, like, one of the really interesting use cases that popped up was like a bunch of like doctors in Italy using Squadcast to share information to doctors like in, I believe it was Toronto. Um, and it was over a podcast form, but the, the, it, it, it was so much bigger than just uh, listening to, for entertainment or education purposes. Like this was a 
much more uh, intense situation, obviously. And so being able to help folks do that, like it's, it's incredible. And that's a big example, but even help folks get their voice out there and, and connect with an audience and build an audience. Those are very special and we, we take it seriously. It's a very surreal moment. Don't you think mm-hmm. uh, of just hearing like, Oh, I've never, I've never met you. You've bought my software, but then they voice things. They, they tell you things or even audience members that listen to a podcast. I'm like, yeah, I listened to this episode for this, this, and this. Yep. And I was like, Oh, I did. I actually did forget. I asked that question or I asked, or I forgot that that person answered it in that way. That was very unique. It was, it's interesting what podcasting kind of does in the sense of it, it does break down barriers, but you do have a, a software that breaks those barriers even down further for the people who are making it. And so kind of going into the last part of this episode is, you know, what do you do as a hobby or health to help you recharge and, and bringing your best self back and helping build, you know, more solid customer experiences? Yeah. So uh, that was another thing. Another reason why I wanted to venture out and do something more independent entrepreneurial is even though um, I, I forget the the saying, like you, I don't want to work a nine to five, I forget it. I'm going to butcher it. But anyways, um, that was a big part of this was having more like freedom and flexibility and having kind of my uh, interests and passions outside of like work integrate better with like my my work life. Um, and so for me, I'm really big into uh, physical fitness, health, exercise, stuff like that. So really what I love to do other than uh, work on squad casts and listening to podcasts is uh, martial arts, specifically Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, boxing. Uh, I'm a big, I've been training jiu-jitsu about the same time as I've been working on squad cast. And so I feel like they both like have really balanced me out and worked together putting me in a position where, uh, I'm just really enjoying life. Like I, I couldn't imagine my life without either of these things. Like jujitsu is like the perfect, it, it checks all the boxes for me. And then some that like normal exercise does. So, uh, I've always exercise has always been a part of my life, uh, at least my adult life, but like jujitsu goes even further. So I get the benefits of like, um, you know, exercise, get that runner's high, so to speak, but then it like starts to, there's a, there's a mental aspect of it too, that really, uh, intrigues me. And then there's like a huge source of confidence. Like, you know, there's a, a lot of times where like conflict can happen and it's like, what's the worst that could happen? Well, you know, I, in jujitsu, I go train and these people try to choke me out or break my bones. Like that's the worst that could happen. And now I know I can handle myself pretty well. So I don't know. It's just weird stuff like that. It just kind of, uh, has leveled me out in a lot of ways and made me, uh, just a much more confident and uh, passionate person. And, and it is the same with Squadcast. Like, even though we're constantly pushing the barriers of our knowledge and expertise, it, it builds confidence knowing that we can kind of learn things on the go and apply them immediately and actually end up okay on the other side. And that's very similar to the podcaster's journey. The podcaster is very similar to um, our experiences, like a, a self-funded company. Like a lot of companies in software or tech tend to get uh, fundraising uh, from investors. And that's something that uh, we are our own investors and it's similar to most podcasters journey. So being able to kind of go through a similar experience as them is uh, another thing that I think is really helpful and makes this just feel like such a great fit. You are comfortable being uncomfortable. I think so. That's and it it takes um, it takes a very strong mental mindset to kind of get to that point. Um, and I appreciate you, Rock. You know, kind of going through talking about the the early days of Squadcast, how to balance things out. 
how to be self-funded, but also more importantly, how to listen to your customers and build solid customer experiences and, and just immersing yourself. It's basically, you know, might as well dive in and see where it goes and seeing where Absolutely. this passion is going to lead. Um, and then how do you balance, you know, how do you balance work? How do you balance other things and just being uncomfortable or seeing, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. So rock, thank you so much for being on this episode. My pleasure, Sean. Thank you so much. And to all the Converge coffee drinkers out there, that's a wrap. <laughs>